This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. You have Amy and Katie here, and we are so excited to talk with Jessica DeRose today. So Jessica is a former celebrity personal trainer and elementary school teacher who turned once a cute side hustle into a multi-million dollar business in two years. Need to hear all about that. Um, Since leaving her teaching job in 2017, she has hired a team of incredible heart-centered leaders served hundreds of clients, helped create over $10 million in revenue for these clients, and is committed to helping 100 entrepreneurs create seven-figure impact-driven businesses. Seven down, 93 to go. Hey, maybe we'll be one. We'll talk. (laughs) Um, As a result of donation and awareness, you and your husband have built a school in Ghana, Africa with Pencils of Promise, which is so incredible, and we can't wait to hear about that. And you've been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Yahoo Finance, The Today Show, Good Day New York, The New York Post, Shape Magazine, the list goes on. And your mission is to cause a ripple effect and inspire change for generations to come, making a massive impact and leaving a lasting legacy beyond your singular actions. And one thing I saw on your website, which I also really liked, was that you build businesses with a different metric, one around alignment, flow, ease, compassion, love, health, happiness, and impact. And that really resonated with Katie and I. So anyway, thank you for being on the show, Jessica. We're so excited to meet you. Oh, Amy, Katie, thank you so much. And I have to just give a shout out for a second to my clients because since you got that bio and today, the the gap in between the two, two more millionaires were created. So I have to shout them out. Yes, I know. Oh my gosh, congrats. Amazing. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. That's so exciting. So we first heard you on Girlfriends in Business. Um, we love that podcast and we've interviewed um, Brittany Driscoll and Allie Webb and we love all of their content. And so we heard you on that show and Katie and I started talking because you were so inspiring to us, especially when it came to like some of the content around what you're in business for. So we'll get to all of that, but I just want to thank you for that content because we hadn't heard of you and being on that show, like helped us feel inspired and wanted to reach out to you. So thank you um, for that. And um, I also just wanted to say for our listeners that I think that this episode is really for, for those of you. And I know it's probably a lot of you that are dreaming of starting a business, have a business that you don't kind of don't know the next steps, want to take it to the next level people who don't know where to start. I mean, I think regardless of where you are in your journey of being an entrepreneur or starting a business, this will be a great show for you to listen to. So with that, why don't we start with our Nirvana of the week? I am going to flip it to you, Katie. Thank you. Uh, Yes, Jessica, thank you for being here. We're so excited to have you. It's a thrill to meet you. So um, just wanted to say that. Um, My Nirvana is, it just happened an hour ago. I went to my daughter's school for the first time because of COVID. I got to go inside uh, for a parent-teacher conference. Yeah, it was great. Just to see where my sweet girl has been every day, you know, like not stepping foot in that school until now. She's been there for months. It's like, it was kind of like pulling at me a little bit. So it was great to go in. And you just recently moved. So yes, it's all new. It's all very new. Not seeing that school must be yeah, exactly. really hard, not knowing where she exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous school and her teacher is fabulous. Of course, I've talked to her teacher, but it's been on Zoom. But to be there and be in her classroom. And then she did a project. I don't know if you saw it, Amy. I sent you a picture, but she did, did like it was a project about like who inspires her or something. And so I'm standing outside of her classroom and I turn on Amy's faces right there. Right on oh, on the bulletin board for her project. Awesome. It was so sweet. I loved it. It was all about her Aunt Amy. I know. It was great. It was so cute. Yeah. It was really, really sweet. I'm gonna have to put that up on our social pages for everyone to see. I that that was definitely Nirvana for me today. Um, yeah, so cute. Yeah. Um what was yours? But mine yeah, my Nirvana I would say is I took a little um girls getaway 24 hour trip with one of my best friends from high school, Debbie last weekend. And we went to Philly, which 
like I haven't been to in a bazillion years. And we went because I had bought tickets to see Rent, which is like my favorite show ever. I'm obsessed. And um, I guess during the pandemic, they were doing a farewell tour, um, which got delayed until now. And they've been doing the show for 25 years, which is insane. But um, I I just can't believe it's been that long. And um, I was like, we got to get tickets and go because if we don't go now, like it's not going to like be traveling or touring anymore. So anyway, we went to Philly. We um, went to the show. It was fabulous. It was just so fun to be in an audience again and be in a theater near people, like just having the vibe of, of, of music and sharing that experience together was great. And it was just fun to go away with my girlfriend, like one-on-one. I mean, we literally talked, we, I, I realized I'm like, we didn't even listen to music and we love listening to music. We talked the entire way up the whole trip and then on the way back. So it's really rare that you get those opportunities with your close friends. So that was my Nirvana of the week, um, along with Maddie's tribute um, in her school to me, which was so sweet. What about you, Jessica? So I'd have to say this is this one just stands out. But after seven years of wanting to create my own podcast, the team and I have finally created a podcast and it launched last week. So that was definitely our nirvana. And, you know, people have been asking why it took so long. Why did I keep pushing it off? And I've been trying to reflect as to why we've been pushing it off for so long, because it wasn't just a capacity issue. It was really my own self getting in my own way. And what I realized was being a teacher, being a speaker and being on so many other people's podcasts, the reaction that I would get from people was often, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't have a podcast. You have to have a podcast. That's crazy that you don't have one. And so over the years of hearing that over and over and over, I started to create so much internal pressure for what it would have to look like and how it would have to be perfect, which is funny because in most areas of my life, I've put that perfectionism down and understand, you know, that's not really a thing to attain to. But when it came to the podcast, it was kind of like, if I can't do it right, whatever that means, if it can't be perfect, then I don't want to do it. So I kept pushing it off. And finally, you know, we ripped the bandaid off. And so Digital Business Evolution Podcast is officially out and live. And if you're listening right now and you want business tips and entrepreneurship and mindset and stuff, you can go ahead over and listen. But it's today was our second episode. That's amazing. Congrats. That is such an incredible yeah. accomplishment. Amazing. And I've already listened to the oh, first, um, the two episodes that you have out and it's thank so you. good. I loved like everything. So I, I know congrats. it's great. That's so exciting. It's, yeah, really that's huge. it's crazy how that fear, that pressure and that fear can really stunt people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's wild. It's mm-hmm. wild. Congrats. I know. K- Katie and I go through that a lot yeah. with, with this podcast and building our business. Like it was even last <laughs> Even last night, this is so silly. I'll just sidebar Katie. She sent me a note. We launched um, a new episode today um, with this parent coach who was amazing. And we launched it. And last night we were looking at the creative to launch it. And Katie's like, do you see like, is this like picture like off a little bit to the right? Shoulder, like, yeah. little thing. Yeah. And we're like, nobody will notice. And so I look at it and go, yeah, totally. But we just got to launch it. Like, it's just, it, it's just so funny how we get the so little crazy thing. in our head. Like, yeah. it has to be perfect. It has to be just so. And then you can like never do anything because you just have like that I know. paralysis. And then of course I went in and changed it just for the fun of it. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> I love it. It's funny. That's really funny. All right. Well, um, Jess, do you go by Jess or Jess? Jess is fine. Okay. Um, tell us about your background yeah. and kind of how you got to where, where you got. Yeah, this is, oh man, I can go so far back. So right now where I am is I'm a business coach and mentor. I help people build businesses in all different industries, specifically digital. And I really do specialize in course creation. So if you want to put together a course curriculum, group coaching program, that's sort of my jam, but we help people with memberships, evergreen, physical products, anything. And we have entrepreneurs that come in through our doors who are totally green and they're in the ideation stage. And then we have people that all the way up to seven and multiple seven figures scaling and hiring their team. And the way that I got here is by my favorite quote of Steve Jobs, which is you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards and you have to trust that they'll appear. So I did not get to business coaching or business mentoring by any normal journey. I got here by way of dropping out of my physical therapy doctorate program, working in the fashion industry in fashion school, then teaching elementary school phys ed and health for eight years, working as a personal trainer for 18 years, and accidentally building a successful business online. That is how I got here. I started my, yeah, I started my online business in 2012, so a decade ago. 
I started with some health and fitness, just kind of personal training through emails. People would actually write me checks and mail them in the snail mail. Um, and then I started blogging and working <laughs> on writing eBooks. And then I got into paid Facebook groups where I had people coming into paid, you know, Facebook groups to be a part of communities. And I was hosting events and retreats. And this was all while I was working full-time as a teacher and part-time as a trainer just to make ends meet. And in 2017, I left my job. I did not replace my income. I had no cushion. It was just, I left out of um, unfulfillment, right? A lack of fulfillment. I just was very unhappy. And we can share the story of, of how I left and why I left, because that's usually a pretty big light bulb for people. But 2017, I left. I went all in on entrepreneurship. And that's when I scaled that kind of cute side hustle to multiple seven figures pretty quickly. And and that is what we do. And last year, I retired my husband from corporate and he came into my company. And so now we're running it together. And it's really incredible. That's amazing. Oh my God, that's so yeah. cool. Congratulations. Thank wow. you. I want to hear... Being that I'm in the corporate yeah, world right. doing a, two, two, you know, two gigs uh, at once. Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. I want to hear the story of what led you to leaving yeah. the teaching. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast. This was 2016. I was driving to work October, 2016, going to teaching and I was listening to a podcast. The woman was a teacher. She also sold jewelry on Etsy. And I had just told you I worked in fashion for a little while. And so what it was, was it was jewelry and accessories that I was selling. And so I was really tuned in. Like, here's this woman who's a teacher, just like me selling jewelry on the side, just like me. And the man interviewing her asked her, if you gave yourself one year to sort of make it work in your side hustle and it didn't work out, what would be the worst case scenario? So she said, I don't know. I'd probably just go back to teaching. I might have to go to a different district, but I've been a teacher for a decade. I could definitely get a different job. And his answer changed my life. He said, oh, how does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario? Oh, wow. I literally pulled the car over. I was hysterical crying. I texted my husband and I said, I can't do this anymore. And that night we started to figure out what would it look like if I left and how much money, you know, how long could we make it on just his salary? And that was October of 2016 when we got back from our winter break that year. The first day back to school, January 2nd, 2017, I walked into my principal's office and resigned. Wow. wow. I have chills. I do too. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we're, teaching wasn't my worst case scenario. So for the teachers out there, I love you. You're incredible. We need you. It's an amazing job. It just wasn't for me. I felt I was really unhappy and unfulfilled. I had a six minute commute to work. We were living the American dream, completely poor, you know, poor house, poor paycheck to paycheck. Mm. And I just, I, it just felt like I was living in somebody else's story. So it wasn't the worst case scenario, but it wasn't my best case scenario. And at that point, it was kind of like, well, what's the big deal? What am I holding on to? Because I could go and get a job somewhere else. Like I could just get a job anywhere if that's all that it is. And so I decided to kind of take a chance on myself. But it wasn't, I'm going to jump and grow my wings on the way down. I was not brave or courageous. It was, I can't breathe. The ceiling is closing in on me. So I need to get out. So I just want to be clear. Like there was no bravery. It was just, I literally can't breathe. You like couldn't do it anymore. You were just so done. Yeah. It's just, it's so um, interesting how that you happen to be listening to the podcast, like at that sort of moment where you were, it sounds like on the Mm -hmm. brink, like breaking down. I mean, that's what podcast was. You know, I wish I could remember. Everyone always asked me because I share this story often. My guess, if it was October of 2016 and it was a man, it was probably Lewis Howes. Um. But that would be probably, probably Lewis might've been somewhat Gary V maybe, but yeah, mm-hmm. back then for sure. That's just so cool. I love that story. So tell us about this. I, I know you talked about leaving your job and I listened to your podcast and you were talking about how lucky you are to grow up with intentional parents. And then also about your winning mindset and like sort of how we, how so many people have that mindset and then w- you would, you had mentioned the winning mindset and then like that you're winning when you fail because you're learning. Yeah. So can you kind of talk through that? Cause I thought that was really helpful. Yeah. So as we were getting ready to launch my podcast, I started working with a speaking coach and really a storytelling coach. And I wanted to just nail down my own story. Cause I feel like I've lived a lot of different lives. I've worked in a lot of different industries. I've kind of had a lot of different interests. And as I'm learning myself, as I've gotten older and I'm becoming more aware of just myself and my patterns and my habits, 
what things, those things about me, I thought used to be failures or I was a quitter. I never finished a project. I'm now learning are actually superpowers of mine. And whether it's my human design or my Myers-Briggs, all these different personality tests, it's actually the way that my DNA is like framed. That is, that is how I am structured. So I love to learn something and master it. And the moment I master it, I like to move on. So for someone listening right now, that might like be nails on a chalkboard. I don't care about finishing a project. I just want to start it. I'm a visionary. I'm an ideator. I'm a creator and I'm a creative. And I love to just the amount of downloads I get, like ideas, it's constant for me. And so in working with this coach and doing storytelling, I recognized that, and this might trigger people as you're listening, but lean in. I realized that I have won everything I've done. I've never not won. And what I realized in working with him was, and this is the important part, it's not cool that I won. That's great. Fine. But I only won everything because I didn't play if I couldn't win. And so we started to unpack what that meant. I literally didn't put myself into a game or a situation or a position that I could potentially lose. And this would be as silly as playing a drinking game in college. There was a card game, like a drinking game (laughs) everybody played that I didn't learn in high school. I don't know. I must not have been there that night. I never learned how to play this game. And so then fast forward in college, when people would play, I would literally just sit out and say that I thought that the game was stupid rather than say, I don't know how to play. Oh my God. Right. Because my ego was so attached to my worth and I didn't want to look so competitive. I didn't want to look stupid. I didn't want to look less than. And so I don't have to humbly say I won everything, but rather I won everything because if I couldn't win, I didn't play. And I'm not embarrassed or ashamed by that. Now it's part of my story. But now I'm learning that when I lose, and I say that in quotes, I'm actually learning and it's an opportunity to get up and grow. And the faster I lose and the more often that I lose, the faster that I actually grow and have an opportunity to lose again. And so I've totally rewritten my definition of of winning and losing, but this is all just happening now as I'm turning 38 next month. It's all just unfolding. (laughs) So does that translate into you like not finishing the project or like not taking it further to the next step, but you you've done it, you've mastered it. So now I'm going to move on to the next thing. Is that what, what it is? Yeah. 100%. Because for me, it's all about, it's like, how much can I connect? How much can I collect? How much, how many things can I put in my toolbox? How many skills can I obtain? How many things can I be good at? And once I've mastered it, I'm I'm good enough at it, right? So it's like, I want to go on to the next thing, learn the next thing, jump into the next area. And I've done that in my career. I've done that in different industries. And it's really interesting, but I always thought it was a, like I was falling short. And now it's a superpower because I have so many different angles that I can bring to the table when I'm coaching or when I'm teaching. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you do it in your hobbies too. You're about to start glass blowing classes. Is that yes, correct? How do you know that? <laughs> Sleuth. You did say it on your podcast. Yes, I am. I'm so excited, but with no intention to, you know, necessarily do it. Right. Work. Just a hobby. Exactly. Yeah. That's super cool. That sounds relaxing. Actually. I know. Um, so can you tell our listeners, cause this really helps um, Katie and I, when we're thinking about our business, like we, launched as a podcast, we're growing it as a brand and the podcast is sort of like one arm of the Nirvana sisters brands. But we, you know, Katie and I have had so many conversations and like imposter syndrome and like all this stuff, but you went through this three R's um, of what kind of expert you are. Can you talk us through that and tell our listeners about yeah, that? Absolutely. So, well, first and foremost, imposter syndrome, we could chat about that all day. Um, the only thing I'll say on that, because we could talk about it a lot, is if we just reframed the idea that you're not an imposter, you're just a beginner, then it it takes a lot of weight off. So you're not an imposter, mm. certainly not a syndrome, right? But you're not an imposter, you're just a beginner. And when you can come at something from the angle of like, oh, I'm just learning this, I'm new at this, then it doesn't feel so heavy where the word imposter makes us feel like we're doing something we shouldn't be doing, right? So I just like that little reframe. But yeah, I love that. I love that flip. Mm-hmm. So the three R's are really basic kind of overview of this question a lot of people have of, am I an expert? Am I good enough? Will people pay me? Will people believe me? Why should anybody listen to me? And so the three R's are different types of expert that you already are. Now, we all are these different types of experts. We're actually all of them at all times in our life. And you could be each type of expert in one area of your life. It's just through different seasons, you sort of graduate to the next level. So the first level of expert would be the research expert. 
So this is like me with glass blowing. When you're doing something brand new, you're learning about it. You're going back to find information. You're bringing that information back to your audience. So if you're creating a brand, a personal brand, service provider, coach, you can be a research expert. I'm learning how to podcast right now, right? So I'm taking that what I'm learning. And it's not that I'm going and creating a course and selling it. I mean, I could, but I'm really just taking what I'm learning and I'm letting my audience know, hey, this is what I learned. And if I don't know the answer, I'm okay to say, let me go find out. So I'm just being a a student of whatever it is. And I'm researching about this particular thing. So usually when we start something, we're a research expert. From there, we graduate into a role model expert. So role model might have a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more experience, a little bit more skill set, And they're sort of doing the whole come with me rather than look at me. Look at, I'm learning how to garden. Check out this thing that I'm learning. I'm in the middle of a weight loss process. I'm not done yet, but I've lost X amount of pounds and I'm still on this journey to lose more. I'm currently building the business and looking to hire my first team members, right? So you're a a role model, essentially just being yourself. You just are for other people because the level at which you are is an aspiration. It's an aspirational identity for someone who might be a step behind you. So you're all role models in different areas of your life. And then the third and final is the one that we think of when we think of having to be an expert. And that's the result expert. So the result expert is someone who either themselves has had the transformation or the win or the result, or they've helped other people have that transformation win or result. So most people put a lot of pressure on themselves at the beginning, thinking that they have to be the result expert in every area. I have to be perfect at this and I have to know everything about that. And I have to have a million testimonials in order to start. But the reality of it is it's the chicken or the egg. So starting is what's actually going to make you a results expert. And so in different areas of our lives, we might be different types of experts. And then in one particular area, we kind of go through the flow of going from one type to another to another. But at any given moment, we are all experts in our own right. And kind of like a snowflake, we have unique perspective that only you have. No one sees the world through your eyes. And we get to bring our lived experience and our lived perspective into all of the different areas that we show up and and be and teach and coach. So would you say, thank you for that. I love that Um, so much. Yay. Would you say that when people are starting a business or entrepreneurs or really anyone, they go from like one to the other to the other, or they're all three, but like some pieces are dialed up or dialed down depending on their experience with it? Yeah, I think the answer is yes to both because I think there are certain areas in our business, if we're talking about business, that we are learning and then we kind of start to master and then we know. While other areas of the business, you're going to be in different areas, right? So marketing and messaging might be one thing and then community building might be another and then course creation might be another and sales might be another. So at any given moment, you're sort of in a different place for each kind of container within your program or within your business. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Katie and I, when we started the podcast, we were, I would say in the research phase. And now I would say we're more in the results phase or like in the process of moving to that. Cause like we've mastered, we know how to do it. We've been doing it for a year. We have, you know, almost whatever, 45 episodes out. Like we have our flow, but yeah, if you look a year ago, Katie, we were definitely like in the research and like bringing people along for the ride. I mean, we still are, but yeah, in the I, podcast applying realm. it to something tactical. Right. Yeah. 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 But you can actually go back. right in the business world. We're like, you can yeah, what are we in the business in the beginning. world? I have a quick question. Okay. About yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. You know, like what we were just saying to the podcast perspective, 100%, but here we are. And Amy, maybe you were just saying that we are trying to develop our brand and, and we're coming from this perspective of like, um, you know, we've interviewed all of these experts. And so how much are we now experts? And so how much is our brand going to, do, to like the community and the following and everything that's going to come along with it? It's so I, I was just trying to think while you were explaining all of it, like, where are we landing in the three R's in regards to our business growth? And I feel like we're more kind of in the role model phase because we have, we've created something, it's going in a direction, we have experts, we've taken knowledge from our experts and are applying it to our brand and to, to life and everything. And so it's just interesting to think about it from that perspective. And then what's the trajectory? You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, it's, it's, I, I think it's something that we mull over a lot. Yeah. And I think the one thing that Katie always 
not to get into a whole coaching session. <laughs> yeah, because, of course. Um, we'll have but to pay you Katie for that. And I always think about, <laughs> yeah, Katie and I always think about our brand and we're like, our differentiator is really like, yes, we talk about um, self-care and well-being and all of that, but our take on it is from the perspective of making it very approachable and making it like you're talking to, you know, her and I are talking on the phone, having a conversation about some new X, Y, Z, and people are just listening in. Whereas we found in, in, in the space, in the well-being space, which we love, a lot of it is very intimidating. It doesn't feel attainable. It doesn't feel approachable. It doesn't feel casual. Yeah. It's very aspirational, which is all great because you need that. But we found this gap of like, there's not real people talking that have a passion for this, that have learned things along the way that are like sharing. And um, so I don't know, it's just an interesting framework for us to think about as we start to expand the brand. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, but I also, I mean, a brand really is, it's how people feel when they come to you and it's what you stand for, who you stand for and why you stand for them. It's not so much about, yes, there's this expertise of what you're going to teach, but the way that I see it being an actual teacher I believe that there are six different levels in which we teach, learn, and understand. And I think people often skip some of them and real quickly without getting into it. So someone teaches, whether that's you reading a book or listening to a podcast or you're sitting in a class. Once you teach or taught, then you learn. And when you learn it, you don't actually like have it until you've understood. So number three is understand or comprehend it. And that's a piece a lot of people are missing. So we can learn all day, but unless you understand or comprehend, then you can't get to number four. And number four is that you integrate it. When you integrate it into Mm -hmm. your own body, when you integrate it into your own life, that means you're actually taking action. You're implementing, you're utilizing the thing that you've learned. Then number five, you start to embody that thing that you've learned. So now it's a part of you. It's a part of your brand. It's a part of your, your daily habits and patterns, beliefs, thoughts, and then finally, number six, would you, you become it and it just is what you, it just is part of you. Right. So, um, there's really six levels to sort of learning and fully understanding and comprehending and embodying and all of that. So to answer kind of what you threw out before of, we listen to a podcast, we learn something, do, are we now the expert in it? Well, the answer is not necessarily. Once you go through those six steps, you're still not necessarily the expert because it's a choice. And if that thing that you learned is how to change a car tire, that really has nothing to do with your message, your brand, your ideal clients and the transformation that they want, just because you're an expert in it doesn't mean you need to implement it into your programming. Can you talk to us about, I mentioned it earlier, but just your point of view on building business and the way you approach it with like alignment, flow and ease. Like I love those words that you use because they're, you know, more of the softer words for business. And I think that's really... um, that aligns with me when I heard it. So I just kind of want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a straight shooter. And when it comes to business, I'm super masculine, masculine minded. That's my default. I am very, um, still a high achiever. I like to work. I like to have strategy. And so it's funny because these words are a bit of a buzz right now. They're kind of the fluff in the industry that everybody wants alignment and flow. So I'm very cautious when I talk about these things, but Most people, Mm -hmm. most struggling entrepreneurs, actually, they believe that their business that they build will give them freedom, right? We all want to be these entrepreneurs because there's no financial cap. There's no ceiling. I don't have to ask a boss. I can take time off whenever I want. So there's this belief that building a business will give me freedom. And that is so far from the truth. If anyone listening has tried to build a business, it's quite (laughs) the opposite. You know, you leave your nine to five and now you're doing a five to 12 and it's just totally the opposite. You can't turn it off. It's always in your head. It comes with you everywhere you are, and there's always work to be done on the business. So the reality is structure in your business will create freedom. And so by adding structure, whether that's systems, automations, team, the structure inside of your business is the thing that will give you the freedom. So when I say that, you know, I build a business on alignment, it's a couple different things. It's number one, my decisions that I'm making are aligned with my purpose. So they always go back to the purpose and my personal and team core values, everything, every decision we make goes back to our core values as a company. So everything stays in alignment. And then if I'm staying in alignment with my decisions and my purpose, then generally I'll be passionate for the most part, which will make it feel fun and flowy, but it's all rooted in systems and how can we make this work for us? So anybody can create money. 
anybody could sell a course. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to create money. I want to create a machine that makes me money. That's the freedom that I want. So when I talk about, you know, my business, this freedom, it's how can I create a machine through aligned decisions that are growth minded, growth mindset, not scarcity, not lack Mm -hmm. that will then create me this, you know, freedom that we're kind of striving for. So it has nothing to do with not working. And I don't want there to be a misconception. It's quite the opposite. I work a lot and I love working. I believe in working hard and I didn't get here with um, just, you know, all the fluff. (laughs) Totally agree. And that's actually, when I read that, I I actually didn't read it as fluffy. I read, I read it as differentiating because the words and and being aligned in your business and the structure is, is, is exactly um, what I think would resonate with me. And, And maybe some of our listeners that aren't like the typical, I would say, hardcore business people, right? Like I work in marketing, I build brands, but I'm not like a business owner entrepreneur. So now, and my husband is along with Katie's husband are both entrepreneurs. And so we see the 24 seven that they're working, but to your point, like my husband has been an entrepreneur for 25 years and has set up systems, which enable him to have freedom and to go do something in the middle of the day because X, Y, Z is working behind the scenes and making money for him. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious how, so you, how did you learn all of this? How did you create all of this? Like, did this all just, it came to you through your experience. You started personal training and then, and then tell, we didn't so much touch on like exactly what you did when we, when you left teaching, what was the next step to mm-hmm. get you to this point? Because it's just, it's so brilliant. I, I'm, I'm just so curious. Thank you. Um, how you um, created all of it. <laughs> it's been a really long journey. I'm, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I am a student through and through as much as a teacher. I love learning. So for me, you know, I started the online business, like I said, in 2012, and I've had a lot of different iterations. And through that, I've made a lot of mistakes or judgment errors, or it's just taken longer than it needed to, but it needed to, because that was my path. And so a lot of what I teach is just Mm -hmm. through learned lived experience, but also I hired my first business mentor in 2014 because I had no idea what I was doing. And so she helped me with that iteration or that phase of my business, I then took a gap of time between that coach and the next one. So the next one wasn't until 2017, but since leaving my job in 2017, I've never been without a coach, a mentor, or being a part of a mastermind. Just there were years where I was consuming two podcasts a day at minimum. I'm a huge reader. I believe that reading is just, it's the quickest way to collapse time, right? That's another trendy catchy, like, I'll help you quantum leap and collapse time. Okay. But in reality, what does that mean? (laughs) I can take something that took somebody 30, 40 years to learn, and I can learn it in 200 pages. Sign me up. So whether you're listening as an audio book or you're reading as a regular book, it doesn't matter. Neither are better, but you know, do what finds, do what works for you. And that's alignment, right? When we talk about that, it's like, what works for you? What lights you up? What's exciting? What's your method of both learning, buying, understanding, knowing yourself is everything. So super long-winded answer. I've asked for a lot of help. I've raised my hand a lot. I started admitting I don't know. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've invested a ton of time and money and I've learned about myself. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is that the more understanding I have for me, the more everything grows because your business is a reflection of you and your business will only grow to the extent that you grow. And every time I sort of hit a level where I'm stuck mm-hmm. or I've plateaued, that's a pretty good key indicator for me that I'm just stuck in my own growth. And so it's an opportunity for me to get to that next step, which is super uncomfortable. It's not fun, by the way. Like unlocking new levels right. is not fun. It's stretchy and uncomfortable. And it sucks, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's that's really well said because I think Amy and I both have experienced, um, you know, let's figure out everything that we can on our own and let's we can do this together and, and you do this and you take this and then you get to a point where it's like, uh, now what? I am totally just, I have hit a wall, I am plateaued. And to say to yourself, to give yourself the permission to bring in people that know what they're doing and to lean on them and to ask for the help. I think it's it's paramount. I mean, you just said you've you've had many coaches and mentors, and we're just starting to kind of 
uh, segue into that phase. So it, it's really, it's very exciting because it just feels like it's, you know, there's more growth to come and it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, but yeah. you know, we're, we're jumping in. No, I was just gonna say for the person who's listening, Please, who's not ahead, ready to financially invest, like you can have a mentor that you're not paying. My belief and understanding is actually that really is what a mentor is. So I believe a mentor is someone they might not even know you exist, right? So they're maybe they do, maybe you've actually paid for some of their programs before, but they're not invested in you and your growth yet because it's not a relationship where maybe they're coaching you yet. But I have had so many mentors who I've never formally paid. I've had so many mentors that I just learned from their free content, or maybe I have paid for a couple small things here and there, but I look up to them and they have what I want and they've built what I've built. And then I have coaches who have paid to be in their proximity and they're invested in my growth and I've paid to be in their room. And it's always a stretch. My, my first business coach in 2014, I borrowed money from my parents. I was completely house poor. I was a teacher. I had no money. So it's never been comfortable. The rooms that I'm in make me wildly uncomfortable, you know, shaking in my boots when you have to do the introduction at the beginning of the mastermind weekend. But every single time it's, it's paid off tenfold. And speaking of, sorry, I was just going to say really quickly, it's such a good tip that there's resources everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't have the means to necessarily go out and hire someone, there's, there, there's definitely, it's out there. The mentor thing. I, I love that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say you were talking about growth and change. And I know you've recently um, had a change. I know you changed your, not only your Instagram, but like your persona in a way you took on your married name uh, more officially, I guess. So tell us about that journey and and why you changed and how you got there. Yeah. So I had my old Instagram page for eight years and it was Jess Glazer, which is my maiden name. Um, I've always gone by Jess. I've never, you know, Jesse or Jessica, just always have gone by Jess and Jess Glazer. That was, that was me. And so for eight years, I built that that brand and that business. And I think over those eight years, I had changed the handle four times and I had done four or five different pivots from, you know, health and fitness and network marketing to business. And like, I had made a bunch of pivots. And so I had gotten to a place last year. So we didn't talk about this, but my husband and I left New York city at the heat of the pandemic. And we got into a 40 foot motor home, traveled the country for 14 months in an RV living full time. And that was one of the biggest shamanic ego deaths that I've gone through till this point, when we talk about getting to another level, um, it's beautiful. It wouldn't have happened if we had stayed in New York, (laughs) but it was horrible and it was the hardest year. And so the RV life was cool, but the stuff I was going through was really ugly. And what I'm recognizing now, because we just ended that experience in November. So just a couple months ago was that for the first time in my life, I could hear myself when we left New York and I wasn't sure if I liked what I heard. Yeah. It got really quiet and that was really Mm -hmm. ugly. And I think that happened for a lot of people collectively over the last two years, a lot of questioning. Right. And so Mm -hmm. in that growth season, what came out of it was a rebirth of sorts where switching up my content wasn't enough and switching up my handle wasn't enough. So I decided to shut that account down, which had 25,000 followers and had been around for eight years And I said, I want to start a brand new Instagram account because energetically, I just wanted to remove myself from old stories, habits, patterns, content, beliefs, people, pivots. And I just wanted to start fresh. As a business coach who teaches organic social media marketing, I also wanted to be back in the weeds with my clients. Not to say I wasn't in the weeds, but there's some validity and reputability when you have even 20,000 followers, people just assume, oh, okay, you must know your stuff, right? Which is not necessarily Mm -hmm. true. So I said, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go back in the weeds and really learn what does it feel like to be growing an account again? And also, how does it feel to be detached from, I don't really care if it grows or not, because that's not my intention. And so I initially Mm -hmm. started a new account with my name, Just Glazer, and I just had put a little underscore. And I had that account for three months, but I never started it because energetically it didn't feel different. And so I had this dream one night where, what would it look like if I actually changed my name? My husband and I've been married for seven years and I've, I never legally took his name and my business had already been thriving when we had gotten you know, married, it was growing and that's how people knew me in the industry. And so I never changed it. So this idea of if I change it to Jess DeRose or Jessica DeRose, then people couldn't find me and all the links and the podcast, what would that look like? So I did the work that it was required of me to do on my ego and what would that feel like? And as the divine universe would have it, my sister-in-law was working with a person who is a letter expert, like a wordologist who works with the frequency of letters. And he was explaining oh, wow. to me, 
Yeah, Jess Glazer is an extremely masculine name. It's it's got a masculine energy and frequency to it. It's get out of my way. I'm proving it to you, New York City, right? And I barreled my way mm-hmm. to where I had gotten in the business, in the fitness industry, all of it. I burned, I burnt out twice. I had a breast cancer scare. Like I barreled my way because remember, if I couldn't win, I didn't play. So I won, I won at all costs. But Jessica DeRose, which is a beautiful name, it's my husband's name is a very light yeah. And so as I'm approaching this next chapter of my life, it was, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have to build the page. I'm not standing at the door trying to get people into the club. I'm just like here. And if you're interested, you can come take a seat. And if not, I love you. Like, it's fine. So for me, this was a whole big energetic shift for so many reasons, but yeah, that's the new page. Congrats. That's I, so empowering. That's, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Katie and I feel that way too, because our page is small, but we're not about like being a social media person. Like, you know, it's just a way to promote the content and, you know, the community. Yes. It's, I think that's, that's so important. And it's funny too. We always talk about this um, when you were talking about organic social media marketing. I mean, that's like what I do for a living in my full-time corporate job, but when it comes to doing it for my own business and my own thing, it's just such a different Mm -hmm. lens and it's such a different, like, I'm not, it's not some other brand, it's actually my own. And then you don't apply the same principles. So it's definitely been like a really big learning experience to like get into the weeds again and like think about like, oh, how would I do this if I was over here? And like just discovering things about yourself that you really um, enjoy doing things that you don't enjoy doing. And like, I think the learning and to your point of like really knowing yourself and um, your strengths and weaknesses is so crucial. And I think I'm still, I think we all are still learning that every day, every year you get wiser, you get smarter, you learn things. And um, yeah, I just, I love that. So I think there's something also like the journey you're, I feel like you're diving back into the fun of the journey again. Yeah. Right. Like just let's, yeah. let's go, let's like start fresh, be in the, like you said, be in the weeds with your clients and how liberating is it to sit back and just say, all right, you're either with me or you're not. I mean, it's really, it's yeah. profound to, to feel like that. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely it's been a process. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing about what you do? I'm sure there's lots, but what would, you, what would be like your most favorite? You know, I can't just, it's not the client results because those are almost inevitable. It's the ripple that those results cause. And that's part of our mission is that ripple Mm -hmm. effect. So if a client makes money, what does that actually mean for his or her family? And then for the future generations, but also Mm -hmm. if a client makes money and they're going after their dreams, what does that mean for the people that follow that person? And how are they inspiring someone else? And when a person makes money, right? Because that's what people are doing when they're working with me. What other habits and patterns are changing that are then rippling from the way that they eat, the way that they show up? Are they now meditating? Are they, and how does that just trickle into the workforce, into the people that are in their lives? And when you see that, that's definitely the best part. I mean, collectively we're, we're changing the world by one small choice every day, we get to change the world. So it's, it's, yeah, it's that. And then coupled with our give back that we have quite literally, when someone says yes to themselves, what they're saying is yes to a student overseas for a year of education and and sustaining that school in a country that wouldn't have those opportunities. So it's, it's literally a global, just massive ripple. It's so cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. Tell tell us about your initiative. Uh, Yeah. In Ghana, Africa. So we, when I left teaching, I had committed to being involved in education and I didn't know what that would look like. So for the first couple of years, I would go back to the school that I taught at and I would do um, just things for fun with the kids or I would go to their sports games. And then I started teaching for, I would come in and do sessions for Girl Scouts and stuff like that. And as the universe would have it, it all kind of happened in a divine time. One of my mentors, actually, I had three different mentors that I really looked up to. And this was 2016 or 2017. The three of them went on a mission trip together with Pencils of Promise to, I think they were in Guatemala and they were building a school. And so I was watching this all happen on Instagram and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I'd love to do something like this. And the following week, I went in to train one of my clients in person in New York City, and he gave me a book. And he said, I think you'd be interested in this book. It's called The Promise of a Pencil. And it was by the founder of Pencils of Promise, Adam Braun. So I read the book. And then I kid you not, 
Next week, we were at an event in Ohio, Lewis House Summit of Greatness event, and we go out to dinner and it was a bunch of mutual friends at this dinner. So I was sitting next to a man who I'd never met before. We start chit-chatting and, oh, what do you do? So at the time, I was running a women's fitness, monthly fitness field trips. I used to run this company for three years. And so I was running this event and I was telling him about it. And every month we would pick a different charity to give back to. And someone at the table had made a comment like, well, have you ever thought about just giving to one charity? Like you can make a bigger impact if you give to one versus all of these others. And I said, well, you know, that's funny. This thing keeps coming up, pencils of promise. And so I think I, I think I want to get involved with that. And he cracked smile, like ear to ear grin. I was like, have you heard of them? And he's like, I'm on the board. <laughs> Let me connect wow. you to the CEO. Oh my God. Yeah. So, which was wow. so bizarre. So he connected me to the CEO and then my husband and I decided to do this one for one give back for student for education overseas for one year for every student that works with us. In addition to that, we started just fundraising for ourselves to build a school one day. And I thought it was like a five to 10 year kind of a goal. And about a year and a half after we started our foundation, um, we got the call that they wanted to, you know, build a school and, Unfortunately, we would have already been there to help and to visit, but we couldn't with everything going on. So our doors officially opened in January of 2021, and we have students in that school and teachers and everything is local. So we're providing jobs for people over there and um, sustaining the building. So it's really, really special. Wow, that's incredible. It really is. Congratulations. Yeah, it's our students, though. It's It's not me. It's them. Yeah. Okay. So we've kept you so long and you've shared such great insight and wisdom, but before you leave, we need to get into our wrap sessions to do a little fun, like back and forth. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Uh, wellness hack, daily movement and meditation, a combination beauty hack. I don't know. I'm just getting into facials. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your skin looks great. Yeah. All right. The next one we called our five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and Uber pinged you. They're five minutes away. You, what are you going to do to get yourself together, get in that Uber on time? What are your holy grails, your go-tos? Um, mascara, ponytail, jewelry. Nice. Like <laughs> Decisive. Yes. I love That's it. like a two minute flow. I dig it. <laughs> oh, well, and a snack. Probably yeah. a snack. I always have food in my bag. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> Nice. And then how do you maintain your daily nirvana? You're so busy and um, doing so many wonderful things, but how do you keep it all? Oh, I don't. Does it look like Balanced, I keep it? I guess. <laughs> Does it look like I keep it well? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, I have, I have non-negotiables every day. I'm super strict about that, whether it's with the team or my husband or friends and family clients. So just really clear on boundaries. But for me, if it's, if it's not in my Google calendar, it is not happening. And I wish it wasn't so mm-hmm. it's embarrassing, but actually even stuff with my husband has to be on there. I mean, if it is not on my calendar, it is not happening. So alarms, calendar, and then just being really clear on, on boundaries and learning to say no. I think for me with the business, especially, I believe saying yes was what sort of grew the business and saying no is what has scaled the business. Thank you, Jess. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I, I, I feel like we just gained an endless amount of knowledge from you. And I know our listeners are are going to be so grateful. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we wrap our show with a quick, fun little product review and mantra. Do you want to stick around for just another minute or two? I'd love to. Okay, great. All right. Um, I have a product review, Amy's Ooh. surprise, because Amy usually Yay. brings them. This is just a little fun one. Yay. It's a beauty product that I'm into. It's my uh, my new Trish McEvoy product. Uh, eye base essential. It's a primer for your eyelids. So I used to always put um, concealer on top of my eyes. Oh, yeah. And it would get in the creases. And I felt like genuinely, I felt like it was making me look older, like I was getting like creepy up there. But really, it was just that it was getting into the creases. And this guy doesn't that like it's very smooth and it makes your eyeshadow and your uh, eyeliner and all that jazz last all day long and it doesn't ever crease like it looks very fresh is that the eye what is that called the eye base i feel like i have that it's an eye base essential yeah exactly you have it but you don't use it it's probably in your the bottom of of your pile it's one no 
It's actually one of my holy grails, but I haven't used it for a really long time because I just got like lazy, obviously, during the pandemic and like we're not wearing a lot of whatever, but that is a great product. I love it. It's a good one. It like really brightens your eyes. It takes all the redness out and all the uneven. It's great. 100%. You can get it for $36. I think I've got mine at Blue Mercury, but I'm sure you can get it many places, TrishMcAvoy.com. So yeah, it's a fun one. I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. And it lasts a long time. So, and then we always close out our show with a mantra or quote that we're loving. So I have one today, which is, there are only two options, make progress or make excuses, which I thought was very relevant Hmm. to our conversation. (laughs) Always working towards making the progress. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. It was so great to meet you. And thank you for spending time with us and sharing all your wisdom and insights with our listeners. I know this will be really helpful. It was definitely helpful for us for sure. And um, we would love to have you back anytime. We really appreciate your time. And um, we're jealous that you're in Arizona and it's sunny and beautiful while it's raining here. So, (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. Can I tell your audience about something cool that my team and I have coming up? Yes, please. I would love it. So depending on when this airs, at the end of March, the team and I are putting together a three-part live experience, and it's totally free. And it's for anyone that's thinking about getting into coaching or thinking about getting into digital business, or if you're already in digital business and you have courses and coaching and stuff like that as part of your product suite, this is perfect for you as well. So this three-part training is really going to walk you through some of the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make. We're going to give you our three core elements that every successful entrepreneur has, and we're guiding you through a step-by-step roadmap, five different things that all of your businesses will need in order to grow and scale. And really, it's all about how can you make more revenue with less roadblocks in less time. And it's really That's great. fantastic. Wow. And then how can people sign up for this on your website or Instagram? Yeah, so definitely on Instagram, but the website for that is, I know it's confusing because of my name change, but it's justglazer.com slash digital business revolution. Because that's where we're at. Ooh, we're in the revolution. Okay. Yep. I love it. I love it. I think we're going to have to And don't there. forget to listen to your podcast Yay. too, which is, which is amazing. Well, yeah. Tell us the name so. of your podcast again and your Instagram handle as well. Yes. So I am... On Instagram, I'm at I am Jessica DeRose. So I really put that in there. You know, I am. I really stepped into it. Yes. I am Jessica <laughs> DeRose. Um, That's great. And the podcast is Digital Business Evolution. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye.